The Small Business Show, episode number 79 for Wednesday, August 10th, 2016. And welcome to the Small Business Show here at businessshow.co, the show by, for, and about small business owners here in Durham, New Hampshire. I'm Dave Hamilton. And in Lafayette, California, I'm Shannon Jean. How are you, Dave? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, My voice is a little torn up from uh, hanging out with Axel and the Guns N' Roses guys last night. Yeah, did uh, they ask you to sing? Oh, yeah, always. Always. <laughs> always. <laughs> you you were there to hit the high notes, right? Yeah, I screamed so much. I could have, I'm pretty sure I sang everything anyway. It was a good time. Um, but hey, uh, today, you know, we're joined by uh, Greg Mercer from Jungle Scout, which is a service that I stumbled on uh, maybe about six months ago and uh, been following along. And Greg, thanks for, uh, for joining us today. Absolutely. Dave and Shannon, I appreciate you having me on. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, man. Very cool. That's good. I'm going to chat as long as my voice holds out. But Dave, if you hear me, uh, you know, crackling up. I got your back, man. Yeah, Yeah. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. So, so, hey, Greg, so tell us about um, Jungle Scout and the products and services that you, you guys offer. Yeah, absolutely. So Jungle Scout itself is a product research tool for Amazon sellers. So we help Amazon sellers find profitable products to sell. Um, so that's where we started a couple of years ago. Uh, now Jungle Scout is actually kind of the parent company to a suite of software products for Amazon sellers. So now we have a review kick, which is a product to help Amazon sellers get reviews. We have Fetcher, which is currently in beta, which is profit analytics and accounting for Amazon sellers. And then our newest tool is called Splitly, which is uh, A-B testing, and again, for Amazon listings. Um, so yeah, that's, that's where we're at now. Um, so a suite of tools to help Amazon sellers do better. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and I can attest because I'm, I'm a subscriber and I use the, the product. And we were talking earlier, you know, before the show, uh, you know, we don't do a lot of the fulfillment by Amazon stuff. But, man, the, the data available with your uh, analytics and your software is fantastic. Just for anybody that's doing any kind of business on Amazon. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's always cool to kind of like dig in there and you can look, um, you know, like what's trending well and what's kind of hot this season and that. So I, I love looking at that. It's fun. Yeah. Oh, that's great. And and how long has uh, Jungle, Jungle Scout been around? When did you start it? So we're still young, uh, a little less than two years old. Wow. Uh, yep. That's great. And so uh, did you work for someone else before? Did you, how did, what was the impetus for the launch? Give us a little background on that. Yeah. So actually just a few years ago, um, I guess that'd be three or four years ago. Now I had a corporate job. I went to school to be a civil engineer, got a job as an engineer when I graduated. Uh, after a couple of years, I figured out that just wasn't for me. Um, my whole life, I had a strong entrepreneurial spirit, want to start my own thing. So I escaped the corporate world by uh, selling physical products and selling on Amazon. From there, uh, I was kind of a scratch your own itch type story of how I just couldn't find um, a good product research tool to help me make educated decisions what is selling well. And that's how Jungle Scout was born. That's Very cool. Story. All right. So it, we, th- you're actually, I don't know if uh, Shannon told you if you noticed when looking at the archives, but you're actually the second uh, uh, small business owner that we've had on 
that started a business inside the Amazon ecosystem. We had Doug Sassaman of Repricing, right. which which it sounds like offers a perfectly complementary service to what what you do here. But but he was very very similar training um, and very very similar path, uh, albeit I think I think he's maybe eight years in or something. But but very very similar. So I'm going to ask you the same question that I think I asked Doug. Uh, I know I've asked it to him. I think I asked it to him on this show. Um, <laughs> so. And and this, of course, is coming from someone, me, who has built businesses inside an ecosystem that is, um, well, in the Apple ecosystem, right? So th- there's some bigger company that that sort of defines the path that that um, my business might be able to walk at some level. So how is that working inside the Amazon framework? I mean, you're if Amazon were to close tomorrow, your entire business. Uh, at least has to change dramatically, if not, you, you know, uh, like go away and a new one has to come out. Not that Amazon's going to go away, uh, but what's, you know, what's that been like kind of walking that path with Amazon for two years? Are they good partners? Yes, this is a really good question. And um, yeah, you know, if you're going to, I forget how the old saying goes, but like hit your wagon to a train. I think Amazon's a pretty good one uh, to attach yourself to. Yep. Um, but actually taking that like one step further to kind of like the mental or psychology behind it is um, I personally think that, you know, a lot of people are really worried about like selling on one particular channel or being in one ecosystem that you're like pretty reliant on. Um, and personally, I think that's kind of like an old school type of thinking, you know, like back in the day, we'd work these jobs and we'd stay there for like 30 or 40 years and you know, pension and whatever else. Um, especially in tech now, like everything's moving so quickly that I think it's more important to just kind of like teach your skills, you know, to be able to start a, a physical products business, to be able to start a software business. Um, and even if Amazon goes away and Jungle Scout goes away one day, you know, I've like, I've learned these skills that I can apply to anything. So, um, it's not a major worry of mine. And, um, right now I, I think it's a really good market to be in the Amazon space. So yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy with how things are going. I'm, I'm, I don't lose sleep over it. Yeah, no, it, yeah. It, 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 that was, that's good. That, that may, and that makes sense. I think you're totally right. And, and you're looking at it the right way. You've learned all these valuable skills. If you need to do this again somewhere else, no problem. I mean, sure. A little bit of work. But you actually know what to do as opposed to inventing the wheel and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so if there's anyone, okay. I was going to say, if there's anyone listening that's kind of like scared about starting something because they're very reliant on a channel or an ecosystem, uh, my advice to them would just be get going. You know, I don't think you'll ever look back. Well, it's like like yeah. any business, you're better off serving a niche. And and so, I mean, you could just look at this as as your niche, right? Yeah, it's a pretty good niche. <laughs> yeah, and I and I think that yeah, the adaptability is the key thing, right? You started off, uh, you know, with physical products and doing deals and you know, entrepreneurial thing, getting going, and then I think you know, quickly. I don't want to put words in your mouth there, but quickly realized, hey, you know, there's a real. I, I don't know how to get this data. No one else is doing it. We this is how we should do. It. And you know, you guys adapted your whole you know business model to help out other people trying to do the same thing. Yep, exactly yeah. right. No, that's, that's very cool. So when you guys, let's go back to the start when you, when you first got started, um, and you're rolling out and you know, you left your job, you, you're, you know, or maybe, maybe you didn't do it. Maybe you still had your job, but how, talk about the transition from employee to, you know, business owner and employer. When did you kind of think, Hey, this, this, this might work. Yes, I was actually able to replace my income um, from my side hustle at the time, which was selling products on Amazon. Uh, I was able to make just as much money per month from that 
um, as I was as my engineer. And then that's my wife and I kind of had a deal that, okay, once I get to this point, I can quit my job and I can focus on this full time. Um, looking back, you know, I wish I had done it a lot sooner, (laughs) but, um, you know, of course in hindsight, you, you have a, you can look at things like that. Um, but the transition was awesome. You know, I wasn't very fulfilled in my old job. Um, I'm actually like a terrible employee just cause like I wasn't motivated. <laughs> yeah. uh, we, we say that here a lot too, patently unemployable. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm a terrible employee. Um, so then all of a sudden I had this, uh, drive and motivation to like really do well in my own business. Um, so all of a sudden, you know, like I was really excited to wake up in the mornings, get started on it. I was perfectly happy staying late up staying up late at night working on the, it. So um, it, it's a great fit for me personally. No, that's great. And, you know, uh, I also want to recognize you made the comment, you know, you had a deal with your wife. Hey, once we reach this benchmark, then we're going to launch out. And we've talked about that on the show over and over again is having that support system in place makes it, makes that transition so much uh, easier and more fulfilling than you have that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it also gives you some accountability which is a good thing and more, to, to more than just yourself because you can kind of convince yourself of anything. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. That's true. It is. That's great. So, and, and, um, so when you first start out, were you doing like retail arbitrage stuff or were you doing, uh, your own, own product line uh, on Amazon? Yeah. So when I first got started, I was sourcing products, uh, from wholesalers or resellers. So, you know, I wasn't doing the retail arbitrage thing, which for those of you who aren't familiar, that would be like buying clearance items and then reselling them on Amazon. I wasn't doing that. Instead, I was just going, um, to the wholesalers who were selling, you know, already created and branded products and buying from them and then reselling on Amazon. And I quickly learned that on particularly on Amazon, um, it's kind of, it's kind of a tough thing to do because there's a whole lot of other people doing it. And there's only one, unlike eBay on Amazon, there's only one listing per SKU. So if there's 10 people selling that same product, there's 10 people that are all, um, kind of like rotating through the sales and competing on price to have it one cent cheaper than the, the next guy. Um, so I pretty soon found out that that was like a really like cutthroat way of doing it. And then I started to spot this trend of other people on Amazon were uh, private labeling their own products, you know, just like Walmart or Target, whoever else I've been doing for a long time. And then with a private label product on Amazon, all of a sudden you're the only one selling it, selling that particular SKU. So you have your own listing. And then all of a sudden uh, it's not as much competition. You can put more work into like better marketing for that particular listing and so forth. And, um, in my opinion, that's a much better business model on Amazon right now. Yeah, it makes sense. So yeah, how, how did you, how did you, how difficult was it to make that transition to start white labeling your products? I mean, obviously you had to find different suppliers or at least work with the same suppliers differently. Yeah. So, uh, it was a little bit of a learning curve for me because yeah, um, I was, before I was sourcing from these wholesalers in the U S now all of a sudden I'm communicating with factories in China, um, trying to figure out how to import stuff, uh, you know, figuring out how to design packaging and so forth. But, um, you know, all, all this stuff's easily Googleable, right? Uh, you can, you so can that's search really how you did it. You, you didn't, I mean, did you have a, a, a friend or a mentor or anything, or did you just let your fingers do the walking on Google and kind of suffer through it alone? Just suffered through it alone. Um, that's inspiring. No, that's, is, I mean, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. So just, I'm just, um, I'm, I'm a big fan of, um, kind of like, 
you'll figure it out once you get to that point. So, you know, at first, like I figured out, okay, I found all these factories on Alibaba. I'm yeah. communicating with them. And now they're like, Hey, can we have your packaging design? I was like, all right, well, let me Google how to do packaging design. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, all right, we're ready to ship your goods. I was like, Oh crap. Well, uh, let me figure out a, uh, someone who can get these goods from China in the U S for me and so forth. Yeah, that's awesome. So just like the service you provide, there's a lot of other people that provide the various services you need and it pieces all together to, to be a supply chain for you. Absolutely. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Good, what I good, love is good, good. supply chain in, in, with Google in three easy steps. There you go. <laughs> yeah. and, and one thing I really like when I first, uh, you know, came across Jungle Scout is you, you, you did a thing, a collaborative uh, product launch where you really walked everybody through, uh, you know, a whole series of, you know, webinars and videos of, of basically what you just described, how, how you did it and, you know, really shortcutted it. And I, I thought the, the key focus points that really struck me was not just focusing always on price, you know, making your listing better than, you know, how, how to just continually improve the experience for the customer. So you don't just get killed on price. And I, I, you know, we talk about that a lot on here on the show and it's, it's fantastic. Oh yeah. I'm a big fan of that. Always adding more value or making your product a little better. Or even if you just include an ebook or nicer pictures or whatever, uh, as opposed to competing on price, I think that's the worst thing you can try to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's an easy trap to fall into, especially on Amazon trying to get, you know, move up that, uh, and, and did yeah, you, exactly. did you have Amazon, like, did you ever, when this stuff was finally shipped from your, you know, Chinese factory to, to wherever it was going, did you have it shipped straight to Amazon and they did the fulfillment for you or were you warehousing this stuff in your garage? Yeah, good question. So all my products, I use the FBA model, which is fulfillment by Amazon. Yep. Um, so when I was getting my initial shipments from China, like I didn't really know what to expect. This was my first time doing it. So I, I had it shipped to my house uh, to inspect the goods and then reship it to Amazon. After I kind of learned what I was doing a little bit better, now I just use a freight forwarder. So they actually handle the whole thing for me. So I just notify my freight forwarder when the goods are ready. And about a month later, it shows up at Amazon's warehouse. I never like see or touch uh, those products. So actually a lot of my new products I've never even like personally seen or held in my whole life. So, so jungle scout is just one of the, the businesses you run. You've got this other thing where you're still selling your white label products. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, um, when I first started jungle scout, I kind of put it on the back burner. The great thing about the Amazon FBA model is it's, uh, it's pretty like passive or systematized. Once you get going, um, all you have to do is kind of just restock your goods. You know, Amazon's handling the pick and pack and shipping and customer service. My freight forwarders handling the sh- handling the shipping. Uh, the factory already knows what t- to create, so it's pretty like easy once you get going. Um, so I put it on the back burner for like a year when Jungle Scout just started. And then within the past like six months, um, I've started to kind of um, ramp up that business again. I've launched quite a few new products lately. Very cool. What kind of stuff do you sell? I sell like everything under the sun from like arts and crafts goods to um, lawn and patio uh, products to um, I'm ordering like a few small appliances now and wow. just like everything in between. That's great. <laughs> so, awesome. Yeah. The neat thing about Amazon is like, you don't have to, you know, it's like if you're starting your own e-commerce site, you'd want to like pick a particular niche, you know, maybe it's, um, uh, beach supplies or what have you, you know, with Amazon, like people are just going there searching the search bar for whatever they're looking for. So it's like, it doesn't matter, uh, you know, as a seller, you can sell like just totally different stuff. 
Um, so yeah, I just use obviously my own product research software. Yeah. <laughs> well, right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's you, like, well, you're, you're selling well. Yeah. You're your, your best customer and beta tester, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. That's killer. I love that. And, Smart. uh, yeah. And I, I think, you know, you made a comment in one of your, uh, you know, videos or, you know, and online, it talked about what type of product to pick. And it was, uh, it just really struck me. It's like, if, you know, if you tell your friends what you're selling and they think it's cool, that may not be the product to be selling. You want to be a little more obscure and, you know, that's kind of where the opportunities are, the niche. Uh, and, and I thought that was a great bit of advice because especially, you know, you try to get in, oh, I'm going to get in the electronics business or I'm going to do this. It's going to be so cool. But the, the competition can be really stiff in there. Yeah, that's exactly right. So I just like, you know, now like all my friends and my family and everyone's selling Amazon, I know. But uh, so like <laughs> one of my friend's dad just like emailed me a couple of days ago and um, he's pretty familiar with like the eye care like niche. I think he was like uh, did sales in there or something. And he was like, you know, I wonder about selling these few products. Um, and I just kind of tell him like, that's actually like the worst way to go about starting being like, Hey, I already know what I kind of want to sell. Like instead I'm a big fan of just going off like what the data tells you. Cause like we have all the data now, like you can just filter by and see exactly like what's in high demand with low competition and, uh, whatever else criteria you have, you know? So it's like, I highly recommend to everyone just like sell what people are already searching for and what's not very competitive instead of, you know, like what you think is cool. Yeah, that's, I think that's great advice in general, not just with your business, but, all, you know, looking at the analytics and the data uh, to, to be sure that whatever you're going to do, you know, uh, there's there's enough demand and, uh, you know, opportunity out there. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So, hey, so when you're getting started, uh, you know, we always tell these stories and everybody on the outside thinks, oh, it's so smooth, man. Look, he just nailed it all along the way. But, you know, from the inside, we all know that's not true. We're always making mistakes and we're big fans of them here. What do you think is the best mistake that you made, you know, along the way with either with your FBA or launching Jungle Scout that that really taught you a, a good lesson? Um. Oh man, I have so many mistakes. I don't know which one to choose, but, uh, <laughs> no, you and me both brother. <laughs> Actually, I, I do know a good one that, um, I, I kind of got burned on a little bit. I don't want to happen to anyone else. So I'll tell a little bit about it, but, um, long story short, like whenever you're hiring a, this is specifically true, I think for like hiring developers or hiring, um, someone who's going to be like creating content for you or, um, uh, images or whatever else. Like if you're hiring a developer, I'd highly recommend to get, uh, in writing like a, a non-compete and kind of like a non-disclosure, especially if you have like some proprietary stuff going on. So like the funny thing about software compared to other businesses is like at the end of the day, it's just some source code, which is easily, uh, just copied and pasted into like a new program. Mm-hmm. Um, so you definitely want to make sure you don't ever get like burned by your developers from that. And then also with, the uh, um, just for legality reasons, if you're having people like write you blog posts or having, uh, create custom animations for you, whatever you want to make sure to get in writing that it's like a work for hire and you own all the copyrights to that. So, um, and just, you know, like before you hire everyone, just spend like five minutes, you can just download a template online or whatever, send over to them, get them to sign that. Uh, and that can potentially save you a lot of headaches down the road. That's good advice, man. And I don't think we've heard that on this show before. So that's, uh, and, and Dave, you know, you've had a lot of experience on the software side. I'm sure you will attest to uh, that being very important. It, it is. But, you know, the, th- the thing is, it, it, I've found that difficult going, uh, you know, across the, the lines between all of the, the various countries in the world. If you're hiring somebody in the U.S., th- that kind of contract 
first of all, makes a lot of sense. And, and secondly is enforceable, right? But yeah. if, if you're hiring someone, and I've, I've used a lot of offshore folks in uh, Russia and, and Romania and you know, I, I could probably, I feel like I could put them under any kind of agreement I want and they would happily agree to it. And if they wanted to screw me, they just go ahead and screw me. Uh, right. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm just, I don't, I don't think they would even think twice about it. So my, my feeling is, yeah, put that agreement in place and, but, but know who you're dealing with and make them be friendly with them. Right. So that they don't want to screw you. And I, and my experience has been that people in, especially in Russia, Man, that friendship bond is more important than anything else. And it has to be true. You can't fake it. But if you make, you know, if you can truly make friends with, with the people that matter, it, you're, you're good for life with, with yeah. them. Yeah. And I absolutely agree with that. And um, also part of like the contract, though, is um, whether it's, you know, like, like you said, it'd be very difficult to enforce a lot of these things in most of the countries in the world. Um, but I think it's also good just to get like upfront what your expectations are as far as like, whether they're, um, allowed to share this or like work for the competitors and use similar code and whatever else. I think just having it in writing, whether it's enforceable or not, uh, is a good first step. And I think a no brainer for like how little time it takes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, there's no reason not to do it. But, you know, I guess my advice would be don't feel like that's the you know, a contract to me is always the last step. It codifies the relationship that you've already agreed to. Right. Without and, a doubt. Yeah, you yeah, know, so more stick with it. You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. That makes sense. That's yeah. cool. So, um, you know, we, we talk a lot about success here and, and, you know, how to measure it. And, you know, financial success is obvious, you know, what we're everybody's looking for and trying to create, you know, a great environment, but you know, what's a, how do you, you really measure your success? You know, we, we may, might be, we talked a little bit before we started and you're doing the digital nomad thing and traveling around the world, which is, you know, sounds awesome. Maybe that's part of your measurement of success that you can do that. You know, what, what do you look at each day to say, yeah, we're on the right track and you know, we're, we're being successful running a successful business. Yeah, this is a really good question. Um, and it's something I've been kind of thinking about a lot lately. So um, as, as far as like, you know, I'm pretty like young in my entrepreneurial career, like, you know, my owning my own business career. And like at first, like all I could think about was escaping my job. That was like the first level. After that, I was like, I just want to be like financially free. So I don't have to worry about money. Um, you know, I can like live a very comfortable life and never worry about money. Then it's like after you've hit that, then you really start to think start to think like, what is it that like really makes me happy? You know, it's like, what am I actually doing with my life? You know, I always thought like, Oh man, if I could just make whatever 5,000 or $10,000 a month, like I'd be so happy. But then like, once you get there, it's like, that actually doesn't bring you happiness. Yeah. Like you don't stress out about the dinner bill or anything, but it's like, uh, so, um, it's a good question. I don't think I have a great answer for you yet, but it is something I think about a lot lately. And like lately I've been realizing that, um, kind of like teaching and like doing these types of podcasts and the webinars and writing content actually like brings me a lot of satisfaction and joy. And especially like the comments we get back from people, like when they send in success stories and like, Oh man, you know, like this, uh, webinar, this, um, launch series or whatever, helped me quit my job. And thank you for inspiring me and this and that, uh, that actually like makes me way happier than any of the money I get out of it. Um, so yeah, that, that's definitely one thing. And then I'm kind of like trying to dig deep and figure out what else makes me happy right now. Well, that's, I mean, you can tell that 
I, I mean, just from looking at your content, following your videos and the webinar stuff, I can tell that makes you happy because you're, you're good at it and you always got a smile on your face and, and you know, that that's a big deal. And I think it's, it shows in the transparency and even when you make mistakes, you know, there's so many, there's, I mean, there's a lot of service out there people trying to sell subscriptions and this software and this will do this and work this magic but what i love is when you're like ah hey we screwed up with this one so now we're gonna have to go back and change or do something like that so i think it's uh apparent that that's uh one of the things that makes you happy awesome yeah it's it's very cool um so looking looking back at you know when you got started and maybe it's with your fba business or with jungle scout you know we all like to look back and say wow if i could just give myself a this bit of advice, you know, what, what would you tell yourself or if maybe even looking at it a little differently, uh, along the lines of somebody else who's sitting there on the fence, you know, the guy that's still in the miserable corporate job, not that they're all miserable in court and, you know, but you know, we, we really know us guys, right. As entrepreneurs, <laughs> no, we, we really know, uh, you know, so, you know, w- w- what bit of advice would you have for yourself or for that person that's, you know, uh, on the, on the fence, so to speak. Yeah. So the advice for myself or same people, if there's kind of on the fence would, uh, I just wish I started way earlier. So like when I was first getting started or before I got started for me, it was like so much of a mental game. I was just like, yeah, you know, I would like listen to all his podcasts, read the blogs, everything else. Um, it's like, yeah, he was able to do it, but I don't think I could do that. Or, um, so for me, it was like so much of a mental block, like, Oh, you know, I don't think I can actually do that. So forth. Um, so I just wish I had like the confidence back then that like I do now, like now I see like, I don't ever see like a challenge that I feel like I can't like overtake, you know, or like at least like research, like how to figure it out, ask someone, whatever. Um, so that, that'd be my advice. Just have confidence in yourself, uh, get over that mental block, um, just get started, get going, uh, you know, to move yourself forward to where you'd like to be. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. That's a that's just a great bit of advice. It, just start, so, man. <laughs> so many people give that same piece of advice, but it the it the thing is, it's it's not easy until you do it, and then you right. look and you're like, God, why did I wait? It's yeah, so right. stupid. You know, <laughs> it the person that gets in your way the most is you. And Absolutely, you just get without out of a your doubt. Own way. <laughs> oh yeah, you spin it and you spin it. You know, and like well, that, like you say, there's a there's something I'm missing. I can't make that happen. But it's a, I mean, it's like this massive barrier. But once you get through that first uh, part of it and have some success, you know, whatever level it is that you're happy with, uh, you know, things just kind of start coming into place and you build your confidence up. Uh, you know, over time. Yep. Yeah, for sure. I'll see it with a lot of like new Amazon sellers uh, that who would just be like so like stoked when they make their first sale. And to yeah. me, it's like, well, you've only made like four dollars. Uh, like, but, <laughs> right, right. but, you know, for them, it's like like they've proven to themselves like I can do this. This actually works. That's uh, yeah. You know, and then after that, it's like the sky's the limit for them. So, yeah, yeah like, right. you just got to get started and make that first sale and the 10th and 100th sale and so on. Well, and that's yeah. the thing, right? You know, you're working a corporate job and you have this mentality that the sky isn't the limit. You know, 3% next year is the best I can I can think about, right? If I stay in this same job, I do the same thing, I'll get 3% more next year if my review goes well or whatever that number is, but it's not right. it, it's it's a hard transition just psychologically to go to the sky's the limit. Of course, you know, the, the floor is the ground too. So you got to be a little, you got to be you know, you got to worry about that a little bit, but yeah. 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 And I, and I think like you, you mentioned, Greg, you know, the person who made the four bucks, you know, everybody, and this is one why I asked this question on the show. 
everybody's definition of success is different. And from following along, you know, I follow the Facebook group and everything for, you know, the FBA, everybody is doing, or each person is doing a different thing. Somebody's just trying to make a little extra money on the side. Somebody's trying to launch an empire, you know, and everything in between. So, you know, build on those successes at whatever rate, you know, you want to. Yeah, absolutely. You know, some people are plenty happy to maybe just uh, offsetting their car payment each month or whatever else. And that's awesome. You know, it's uh, like, I think a side hustle is a great way to get started or maybe even that's just your long-term play, which is cool too. Yeah, no, that's great. So, uh, Dave, you have any other questions for, uh, for Greg today? I don't. Thank you so much, cool. man. This has been great. Yeah. Hey, uh, Greg, tell everybody what's the best way to learn more about uh, Jungle Scout and your other companies? Yeah, the best way is just to hop over to junglescout.com. Um, we kind of talked about it earlier, but we have like a great free resources section, some free tools you can use, uh, tons of content that um, if you want to get into the Amazon space, it's uh, a great area to check out. If you have any questions, uh, feel free to leave them in the blog. I'm pretty active about going there and answering everyone's questions in the blog. So yeah, that'd be the pl- best place to find out more. Right on. That's great. We really appreciate you here. I wish you a ton of success and we'd love to have you come back on, you know, with update us from time to time and how things are going. Absolutely. Thanks again for having me on. I appreciate it. You bet. bet. Yeah, man. All right, folks, you can find more about Greg at junglescout.com, as he said. And of course you can find us at uh, businessshow.co or at facebook.com slash businessshow.co. Let us know what you think. We'll talk to you next week. Have a great week, everybody. Thanks again, Greg. Greg.